You're listening to Grant Edwards, 88.1 FM, The Wireless, the world at five. He's the president of the United States. That's, that's who should be there now. He is the president. And I can remember listening to the news back in 2015 when he was first running, first when he came down those escalators there like the Bartlett was on Simpsons, wasn't it? <laughs> Years before, apparently. I don't know if that's true, but that's the story goes around. Um, came down the escalators and said he's running for presidency. All of a sudden, all the media, everyone that loved him, hated him. Why is that? Because they're all in the pocket. They're all mouthpieces for the globalists. And the globalists don't want a Donald Trump because he's not a globalist. It's a bit like that one in South Africa, uh, South America. Um, what's his name? Uh, you know, the one. He's quite, he's quite interesting. I haven't actually sat down and listened to him because he's speaking foreign language. Does he speak English? I don't know. I haven't, but I better watch him because he sounds interesting. Um, he's not a globalist, but did he give them a rev up at Davos? Oh, boy. If you can find those videos with him and another guy, another young guy as well, just giving them all a rev up, just telling them like, like what I'd say, you know, you're a bunch of globalists and we don't want to be any part of your new world order. Thank you very much. Because that's all the, the with the World Economic Forum is. It's just another version of the new world order. That's all it is. And I think it was um, um, James Corbett. James Corbett says it's the same old pig with new lipstick. I love that. I use it. I pretend it's I pretend it's mine. You know how when you say things, ten to seven two. By the way, you um. I, this is this is what it's like with me. You go. Oh, someone great once said, um, you know, a same pig, uh, different lipstick you know, on it. Uh, and then after about a year or two, you'll well. First of all, you'll say, well, uh, Corbett, James Corbett. He says the same old pig, different lipstick, new new lipstick on the same old pig. Talking about the World Economic Forum referring to the New World Order. And then about 10 years' time or five years' time, you'll say, someone once said, it's the same pig with new lipstick. And then after a while, you'll say, I've always said that it's the same pig with new lipstick. <laughs> how, we, how we own things. It's a bit like when you loan tools to people. Isn't it amazing how you loan them a tool? And then after a while, um, because it's been hanging around their garage for a while, they think it's theirs. <laughs> and you want your tools back. And then, you know, you're only going to fall out with them if you say, oh, that's actually my Jack. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it back unless you've got amnesia. And you, you know, but um, no, that happens all the time. It's a funny. We're funny, aren't we? How we um, and we all I think it's pretty natural for human beings to um, remember the good things. My dad said when he was fighting uh, during the Second World War, I think he was 19 when he went into training, he was a bit young. So he did five and a half years as, as opposed to six because he was six months too young for the draft. And anyway, so when he did go through, he went up to uh, Guadalcanal uh, after the big battles had been through there. Uh, and then it was two years up on the islands, I think, and then back to New Zealand and then on a troop ship from Wellington out to Cairo, up through the Red Sea to Cairo where they acclimatised. And then they started the offensive going up uh, the, at the foot of Italy. And uh, Dad fought in Italy with my uncle Wolf who was seriously injured. Oh, gosh. And, you know, I can barely talk about it because I know these, I know these people. It's, uh, it's incredible, isn't it? You know, these young, just young men, you know, younger than my son. In fact, when, when my father came back, he was 25. Gosh. I mean, I could barely, I'm almost in tears. I'm glad you can't see me. Thinking about 
what they did for, for us. And I think they would turn in their graves if they saw that we've just, all that they've fought for is just lost. We don't give a damn about what they've done for us. They fought to keep the Nazis out. And now here we are letting the Nazis back in. Because that's, that's the globe. The globalists are basically the descendants of the Nazis. That's what we've got happening. And the globalists don't mind whether you're a fascist or whether you're a um, Nazi or whether you're a, a communist. And all socialism is communism. That's what they are. That's the true meaning of the word. They're just communists. They like to say it's socialism because it sounds a bit more acceptable, doesn't it? But that's what they are. Six minutes away from uh, the new seven minutes, actually, to seven. Yes, I get. I, I better not go down that track because when I start talking about what my father did, whew, I can't talk about it. And that's the difference with me. And I think with Liz Gunn as well. Her father was uh, fought during the Second World War. I think he was involved. I'm not quite sure what he was involved in or where he was. But you know, my dad was 40 when I was born. And um, and so I hung out with all these World War Two guys, you know, World War Two, and so and that's kind of why I I am like I am, you know. I talk about the Japs, <laughs> you know, and the Jerry, you know, because my father fought and dad dad shared a lot of stuff with me. Didn't share a lot of the gory stuff. He said we only really remembered, really we remembered the good the good times. You don't remember the bad times. And they were terrible. You're running along, and next thing you know, your mate's blown to bits next to you. You know, you're talking to him just a moment ago, and then his, you, you can't even find him. He's just bits and pieces of your friend all over the, all over the side of a hill. And, um, yeah, so they went, they went through hell. War is hell. And they did it for us. And what are, what are we doing? We're allowing the bloody Germans... The real Nazis, through the World Economic Forum, through the World Health Organization, these globalists who we don't even know who they are. We don't know this fam these this these people. We don't know them. All we know is that they are so powerful, and I think it's what Jesus was saying. He said, The mystery of iniquity doth already work. And I think these people, they think they're doing a wonderful thing, I think, trying to save the world. They're just little um, little cogs in the big wheel, but there are people there. Their, their aim, they hate our guts, and they want us all dead. They want half a million, billion, half a billion people left on the earth, and they want the rest of us to be exterminated, and I think they're doing a pretty good job of it. And I don't know, does Bill Gates know that his vaccines are killing? I think he does. I think he believes that we need to depopulate. And, uh, yeah, I've, in fact, I've got that. I'll play it again. I think I played it at the very beginning. I've got time. I've got time. Um... Yeah, I've got to find it. Uh, so that would be, yeah, Bill Gates. See, listen to this, this comedian's very funny. He swears a bit. We've tried to edit it out, but we'll see how we go. He has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. We could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. And then we have another crazy billionaire, Bill Gates says there's too many of us his thing by 2030 is to depopulate the planet and i, and I just wondered like are we part of the population that he wants to de <laughs> depopulate 
This is too many of us. This is too, and, they, and he says it. And people go, ah, it's a conspiracy theory. This is a conspiracy theory. He said it. You can go on YouTube. He said, Bill, Bill Clinton. You know, Bill Clinton's me. Bill Gates. I'm sorry. I was thinking about Epstein's Island for a second. <laughs> so, Bill Gates, you go and see on YouTube. He says, one of the goals of, by 2030s is, is to lower the population of the planet. And one of the ways to do that is using vaccines. It's like, what? And people go, no. That's a conspiracy theory. So he said it. You can go see. He said, yeah, but it's a conspiracy theory to think, you know, he meant what he said. <laughs> says, what? He said it. Yeah. He meant it. He's doing it. And it's working. And it's working. And people go, nah. Oh, gosh. Uh, he's funny, isn't he? Um, what have we got now? Three minutes away from news. Actually, it's probably five minutes because they seem to be two minutes late. I don't know why that is. Haven't got a clue. Hey, my m- microphone's a bit light, isn't it? I'll turn myself up a bit. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, I can see. Gosh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finding if I get too close, I'm like, right, nasally. So I try not to. I sound like you, Digger. Yeah. Yeah, sound like me. Um, yeah, some people think Digger's me, but no. <laughs> not at all. No, definitely not. He's my alter ego. That's who he is. Aren't you, Digger? Yeah, I'm your alter ego. I used to do radio with you back in the day, didn't we, eh? With Mark Bennett. Yep, you did. It was good. I enjoyed myself with you. And Mark, uh, you were good value at the, um, what was that? That was the, the classic hits breakfast with Mark, wasn't it, before they, before he stormed out? <laughs> oh, yeah, I actually liked him. And then they had a new guy come in, Rick. Uh, what was it? Rick Melbourne. Hi, hi. Rick Melbourne here. He hated. He hated us. <laughs> he hated New Zealand. He couldn't wait to fly home. And he was very popular in, over in the United States. Uh, sorry, over in. Well, he would have been popular there as well. But he's very, very popular in Australia. The Rick Melbourne Show. Hi, Rick here. And he's a very funny guy. But um, oh, my sister's because my sister worked there as well uh, after I'd left because I think they fired me. Oh, I got sacked. What did I do? I got sacked for something. I think I dobbed in with someone for um, smoking marijuana while they're on air. <laughs> I just, I just think you know, don't do that. You know that's uh, dumb. I mean, it's bad enough smoking. We used to smoke uh, while we were, every time you put a new record on, we'd play, we'd light a fag. So you know, you're playing twenty records in a night. I mean, it's t- I mean, so you could go through a couple of couple of boxes a day. Imagine that now, it'd be like seventy, eighty dollars a day, wouldn't it? If you had two, if you're smoking two packets a day, two packets of twenty. And uh, they, what do they set you back? I don't know, thirty, forty dollars now. Used to be, um, <laughs> used to be, oh, what was it? Sort of like fifty cents or something. It was crazy. It was cigarettes, but you know, most of the tax on cigarettes is actually the government. You know, like for fifty grams, I was talking about it the other day. They take for one thousand grams. They take the government takes uh, almost two thousand dollars in tax. So that's why when you go in and buy some fags, <laughs> can we say fags? I said fags once. You know, just talking about cigarettes, <laughs> or it might not have been cigarettes, might have been the faggots. I think it was faggots uh, that they put around the martyrs when they were going to burn them at the stake. They used faggots, which is just like bits of bits of bits of wood, and uh, to to get the get the thing going. Terrible, and um, I, and I I just about lost my whole channel. I got a strike, and then Facebook they banned me as well. I was in Facebook jail. They don't seem to be doing that these days, eh? What they do is they just shadow ban you. And so you put posts up and no one sees them, not for, for ages. I used to get so many people uh, commenting, and now I get hardly anyone, nobody sees it. As soon as I put a post up that's got with my URL in it, uh, 
the, I have to put it in the comments because if I put it up in the post, people don't see it for about a week later. And it's too late by then, isn't it? Because I'm on, I'm gone, I've gone off already. So, um, oh, hang on, we are going out on, uh, oh gosh, I can't, now I better, I hope I haven't said anything because I think I'm on, I've gone out on Facebook, but no one, no one sees them post. So no one goes and listens to me on Facebook because they don't see, see it. And, uh, I don't know whether it's the same thing with, I've hardly got any followers at all on Twitter because, uh, well, X is called now. That was dumb, don't you think? Him going from Twitter to X. He should have stuck with Twitter. I don't know why he changed it to X. I think it's just stupid. Have you ever done a study of words ending in X? You think about it. Box. All the bad words end with X. Fox. Box. Pox. Botox. <laughs> you just you do a study of words that end in X. They're all bad words. Bad words. So is he our friend, Elon Musk? I don't think so. Uh, I think it was last night. Uh, they were on TNT radio. I was watching, because of video now, TNT TV. They should call themselves TNT TV. Yeah, but TNT.TV, but they're not. They're TNTradio.live. That's where you'll find them. And anyway, um, and it showed you, and it looked like CGI, actually. I don't, I don't really think that this is, that was a real person uh, because he's into the fake um, spaceship stuff, isn't he? X. Uh, what do they call it now? What's this, what's this thing called? Uh, here in New Zealand, we've got Rocket Lab. All they do is they test rocket engines for the military. That they're, not sent, they're, not, they're not, you know, satellites. There's just a load of rubbish. There's you know, satellites. Uh, they're just flying around in the terrarium. There's nothing out in space. They're all in the terrarium, high altitude. And the terrarium could be as high at, the, um, at Polaris, Polaris at the very beginning. Well, here we go. We're going across to TNT Radio News now. Some of the news that shaped the past week. I'm Matt Boyland. A woman who accused former US President Donald Trump of sexually assaulting her without proof and was then awarded $83 million after suing him for denying the claims admitted she's on a mission to ruin his chances of ever becoming president again. Without offering any evidence to back up her claims, E. Jean Carroll accused Trump in 2019 of sexually assaulting her in a department store dressing room over 20 years earlier. <sighs> but she was unable to recall the day, month, year or season that the alleged assault took place and her story was incredibly similar to a 2012 episode of Law and Order, which featured a rape fantasy at the same department store. I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not I think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Trump has never been tried or convicted of the allegations, and when he publicly denied the claims, Carol sued him for calling her a liar, claiming he had ruined her reputation as a trusted columnist. I have no idea who this one. This is a fake story, made up story. I have no idea who the hell, she's a whacker. Friend of deceased prolific pedophile Jeffrey Epstein and Democrat megadonor Reid Hoffman helped bankroll the lawsuit against Trump, the ex-commander-in-chief slamming Friday's verdict, which he said was part of a political witch hunt and vowed to appeal the decision. Meanwhile, E. Jean Carroll has since embarked on a media blitz, sitting for multiple television interviews, where she revelled in her win and vowed to do whatever she could to ensure President Biden beats Trump in November. Who can conceive of $83 million? Yeah. I am a mere human. Uh, I thought asking for $24 million was way over the top. I'd like to give the money to something Donald Trump hates, perhaps a fund for the women who have been sexually assaulted oh, yeah. by Donald Trump. She's going to keep Have it. you heard from Joe Biden's campaign arm about potentially campaigning against the former president, Donald Trump? No. 
Are you interested Liar. in doing so? Do anything I can. She's put up to it. She's put up to it. This week, the White House press secretary came under fire, ridiculed online after declaring three U.S. soldiers killed in last Sunday's drone strike in the Middle East had died fighting for the Biden administration rather than for the country they serve. Speaking with MSNBC on Monday, the press secretary struggled to string a coherent sentence together as she tried offering her condolences to the families of those killed, seemingly insulting Americans instead. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave, uh, three brave, uh, three brave, of, uh, three folks who are, who are military folks, who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration, of the American people, obviously more so, more importantly. And in a sign of his plummeting popularity, Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese received a frosty reception at the Australian Open tennis tournament in Melbourne. The 15,000 strong crowd erupting into a deafening boo that echoed throughout the stadium as the Labor leader was introduced. The Australian Prime Minister, the Honourable Anthony Albanese. The Deputy Victorian Premier, the Honourable Ben Carroll. Thank you. The icy welcome coming just days after the Prime Minister broke an election promise by halving tax cuts to high-income earners in favour of boosting cuts for middle and low-income workers. This has been Matt Boyland with your weekly news wrap. I'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. This is a TNT Radio Encore. The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at TNTradio.live. With a compelling perspective on global politics, this is The Patrick Henningsen Show on TNT Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, all right, it is Friday. It's been a long and hard week uh, for the world. We've been bringing you the stories. It's not Friday here, mate. It's not Friday, Patrick. There he is. He's quite a handsome fellow, isn't he? And he doesn't like Israel, doesn't like what they're doing over there. So we'll move away there and um, go back to lovely me. Look at Auntie Handsome there uh, with the black T-shirt there. It's sort of sort of a grey T-shirt. That's the NZL T-shirt. If you haven't got one, you need to get one. You can get one through um, nzloyal.org.nz. Don't forget the NZ. And I'm, I'm looking at beautiful scenery of lovely houses. We're just uh, doing a flyby there. Wouldn't be a helicopter. It would be a drone. Drone footage. I've got this wonderful drone footage. Now we're over the – oh, it looks like the Southern Alps or somewhere. Uh, or, I don't know, Mackenzie country. God, it's beautiful in the South Island, isn't it? Just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So I'm really pleased that I've done this. I did it last night. I thought, oh, why don't I do that? It's getting boring. And I'll, I know you'll probably want to see me sitting here in my underpants. Um, so I'll set up a green screen. I have to get a proper one. I had a sheet, a green sheet, but it didn't work very well. And I did it for a little while there. And I was going through the stage of wanting to have a beard. And I've still got a beard, but I have keep it short now. It looks a bit better. And I'm as bald as a badger, so I wear a cap. <laughs> but um, I think I should just be proud of my baldness. You know, I've lost lost all my hair. I had hair. Gosh, I was a long-haired lout, you know, back when I was in my 20s. When did it start to start to recede? The receding hairline started. And what do you call... Actually, funny thing, isn't it? What do you call a whole bunch of rabbits holding hands? Oh, it's not one. Holding hands marching backwards is a receding hairline, isn't it? Except hairs aren't rabbits. They're different different altogether. They're sort of more rat variety, aren't they? I, I don't really like the taste of hair. Actually, and I've, I've noticed I've had a few here because I, I don't know if you realise that those that have just joined us, we uh, I'm actually on a farm. I've got 100 acres here, uh, and I've got a business partner in the farm. And but I live at the farm and I run it, 
and uh, I love it. This is the most exciting thing I've ever done. Oh, this, just looking right now, there's a big big hawk just come down and landed. wonder what he's eating. He's just landed right out in front of the house where I'm in front of the studio. I wonder what he's doing. He's just landed there. I mean, he's probably got something to eat. I hope he isn't. Uh, you got to watch out because they'll get it, they'll get your chooks as well. And we've got ducks. So if you go to the Facebook page, Liberty NZ, it is that's Liberty NZ all joined together. No space in the middle after the Liberty, uh, Liberty NZ, and you can see. And you friend me. I we friend I friend everybody except if they're half naked. Uh, I don't. <laughs> and that's just the and that's just the girls. I don't. Um, a friend, those ones, um, and I used to. I got to the stage where I was just friending people that I had mutual friends. But I find that these scam artists, and who, it doesn't really matter. We us old people, we get all excited about, um, you know, that well, we can lose it unless you actually correspond with them. You know, they say, "Oh, how are you doing?" You know, "Hello, dear." They always use the word "dear," you know, and you and you know that there's some. Um, Bangladeshi or someone, you know, <laughs> someone pretending to be some beautiful blonde or something like that, and uh, they've taken the identity of somebody, and then they, you know, then they, then what you send money, money to them, or you know, and I don't know how people can get fooled by that rubbish, just absolute nonsense. I mean, I have been fooled once. I bought an electric car, <laughs> a little one for two hundred ninety nine dollars. It's the only time, and I thought, and I bought it on on it was on Facebook, and I thought, well, I thought maybe they'd vet them, but they don't. Any all sorts of scam artists can go on Facebook Marketplace. So you do have to be a wee bit careful. Trade Me here in New Zealand. We've got Trade Me for the overseas people that are listening. Uh, you trademe.co.nz, um, and that's quite good, actually. And I've been a member of that since 2002, and uh, I put my um, uh, I put most of my, my stuff if I want to sell something or buy something. I, I, but even then, you've got to be careful because there's a lot of Chinese junk out there, isn't there? No offence to the Chinese, but, you know, you do sell us a load of rubbish. But it's our fault for going and buying this rubbish. But a lot of them now, we've got a lot of Asians living here, and they're sort of, you know, they can speak the lingo and they're bringing in stuff. But there are some good ones. Like I bought batteries um, from a lady in China who writes to me all the time, very pushy, uh, wants me to buy more. And, you know, solar panels and all that sort of thing. But I'm finding there's actually a guy here in, uh, I think now, where is he? He's up in Auckland. And he is, um, he's really good. And I've bought, I've had all sorts of trouble with my inverter, my controller. It's, I bought an inverter controller. And really, I should have a separate one. When you go off grid, you sh- it should be separate. If something goes wrong with it. I've gone through about three. You know, he's taken them back. And I actually went down to meet him, but he's taken them back and he's replaced them. No questions asked. You know, really good trying to help me. And right now I've got a Grow It, uh, a Grow It 5000. And so that that's uh, that would be um, five kilowatts it can handle. And I've got two of them. I've got one in back up there as well, but I'll have two. And you can link them together, which is really good. So you can have six, up to six. So that's quite a few, isn't it? Six fives are 35. So that's, you know, there's quite a few um, kilowatts there you can have. Uh, but because I'm, I'm not there yet, uh, but... Um, I don't have that much, really. It's just a little tiny house at the moment. But we've, we're building a few, uh, well, I will be anyway, once I get organised, is I'm going to have some cabins around uh, the, the farm for my, our family and also from a business partner who wants to come up. You know, she doesn't want to sleep in the tiny house with me. <laughs> my son did for about a year and a half. He was great, but I don't know how he did it, really, uh, sleeping in, you know, with your father at that age, you know, when you're in your... 
Uh, he came back from overseas, didn't want to take the jab, so he, he gave up his career in the um, Merchant Navy. Uh, yeah, he was going to be a, he was on his way. He was almost finished, actually. He'd be second officer now, and he is now fully uh, qualified. He's just got some orals to do, but it's taken him that long. He was 17. He's now 20. He's just had his 23rd, 24th birthday party. Just had it, and it's taken that long. He should have been a second officer years ago, but the whole pandemic thing messed it up. But all his mates, and that's what I was going to say, all the friends that I know that are sick at the moment are all the ones that have been forced to take the jab against their will. Those are the ones that are sick. They come down with the flu, you know, they just, and there's, there's so many people. There's these turbo cancers. You've got people dropping dead. Um, you've got, I mean, and, and they're all in just denial, they know. I don't know how you can... It just goes to show you that politicians are the worst of the worst, aren't they? They're the scum of the earth, politicians, because they know. Winston knows. Winston Peters, head of the New Zealand First Party, our Deputy Prime Minister, he knows what's going on, but he's not saying anything. He's going along with the globalists. Why? For the love of money is the root of all evil. That's what Jesus said. And there's always money behind it. Why is the media, why aren't they saying something? Well, first of all, it's just owned by a few, just a small, I think there's only just a few families that own all of the media in New Zealand. It's all been bought up. So how do you take over a country? You control the media. He who controls the media controls the thinking of the masses. And that's what we've got. And that's why when I speak to my, some of my older friends, you know, who... Um, you know, don't know where to look, uh, and they just they listen to you know, listen to Mike Hosking in the morning uh, or Radio New Zealand. I mean, I've got I know one guy who's an absolute greenie. Um, he's he voted Greens, and he just listens to Radio New Zealand. Well, that's why, because he's just being brainwashed every day, brainwashed through the media. Um, it's incredible. Um, I'll give it. Let's 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 go over and and have and take that. We'll have a listen to the news. Shall we? Got time to do that? Hey, did I? Oh no, we did news. Yeah, and I haven't done with it. Now let me. And also, I want to tell you about what happened on this day. But before I do, what? Um, have a happy birthday. It's the fifth today, Monday, the fifth of February. And uh, but let's go back to the third because you know how they're going on about oh, you know, global warming and all this nonsense. Global. What do they call it now? Climate change. Well, here's here's a clipping. From uh, 1868 in the, I don't know what paper, Otago. Here we go. It's 1868 on the 3rd of February. So that was on Saturday. Uh, it would have been, wouldn't it? So Monday, is it Saturday? Monday, let me work this out. Uh, so it's fifth of day, Monday. Oh, it's Waitangi Day today, not yesterday, is it? Gosh. Is it Waitangi Day today? Is that when they're up there in, in Tangiwai? Not Tangiwai. <laughs> in Waitangi. The funeral, watery funeral, that's what it means. Mm, sure was. Um, yes, it was today. I don't know. I don't know one day for the next because I'm just out here. I just love it. I don't like people. <laughs> I mean, they're okay, but um, I don't like it. COVID's put me off them. I don't really like talking to people now because I just think, oh, gosh, they're probably. Oh gosh, you know, and anyone with a mask, I just, I just, oh no, I just, you know, and that's the whole idea. They don't want you talking to each other. It's and keeping you, keeping you fearful, continuously fearful, is how they control you. That's how they do mind control. Who's they? I don't know. We don't know. It's fifth generation warfare. We don't know who's running it. Is it Klaus? Probably not. Of course not. Is it Bill Gates? No. He's just there making money. 
you know, the pharmaceutical industry, they're just making money. They're doing their job, though, killing us, which is that, that's how they depopulate. And it doesn't happen right away because we all drop dead straight away. If they gave out really bad vaccines, uh, oh, I shouldn't say that, jackscenes, if they gave out really bad jackscenes at the very beginning um, and everyone just dropped dead, <laughs> then we'd know, wouldn't we? But no, they don't. And, and they keep it quiet, you know, and no one was allowed to say anything. The doctors weren't allowed to say anything. And people say, oh, I don't know anybody. Um, now, who was it now? Uh, Laura Logan, Lara Logan. She said she, she knows one person that died of, of COVID. She believes that co- that's a real virus. I don't, I don't believe it is. I believe what's Dr. Sam Bailey here, a New, a New Zealand doctor. Her and her husband, Mark Bailey, you'll find it Dr. Bailey, Dr. Sam Bailey. That's B-A-I-L-E-Y, doctor, and then Sam, S-A-M, Bailey.com. Go there. Um, she believes what I believe in the germ theory, which was what Beauch- uh, Antoine Beauchamp, that's his theory. That uh, you're not that germs. There's no such thing. They're just your body's microbes. And um, and and when they look at them under the, uh, they give them a name, don't they? They see this thing. The, the body is is uh, is not at ease. It's diseased. Anyway, um, so I've gone I've gone off on a tangent, haven't I? Yeah, seventeen minutes past seven. Um, so you go over and check it out. I don't even believe that um, viruses exist and nor does Dr. Sam Bailey, and they can't find any evidence. It's all the circular reasoning. They don't exist. Germs don't exist. It's just the, you know, we've got 10, uh, 2 kgs of microbes in us. And when you start dying, you start changing those cells. It's good. The cells are at a diseased, and that's what it is. It's where you wash your hands around you know, dead animals and stuff like that because you don't want those microbes getting into you because that's how you can get very, very sick. But mostly we get disease by having it injected into us. We eat it, we ingest it, and uh, also we get it through sexually transmitted diseases as well that we suppress and then they don't go away. They just come out, they go deeper and, and start attacking vital organs. And so, you know, the penicillin boys and girls with your pelvic inflammatory disease and your non-specific urethritis, you've got venereal disease and it's not going to, it's going to, it's attached itself to you now. That's why the Bible says you're to keep pure until you are married and you are to be the wife, be the husband of one wife if you're a, um, a man and you're a, an, a, a, a bishop or a deacon. Uh, but you're allowed as many wives as you like, but I couldn't afford more than one. <laughs> I couldn't afford any. I don't want any. But um, women, you're, you're to keep pure until you get married. And then you stay, you are bound to your husband so long as he liveth. Divorce doesn't change anything. So that first person that you slept with, that is your husband. And you're bound to him. That's a biblical marriage. You're bound to him until, until he is dead. And then you are free from him. Just like the law. We're free from the law of sin and death because we've now, we believe in Christ Jesus. And it's the same. That's the picture that we've been given. Now, uh, so anyway, enough about that. 20 minutes past seven, and we're looking at um, this day in history. Now, I wanted to tell you this. 1868, killer storm sweeps the country. An ex-tropical cyclone swept south across swept south across the country from Saturday the 1st of February. And by the time it moved away on Tuesday the 4th, more than 40 people had died. There we are. Climate change in 1868. 40 people. Uh, in 1931, there was a deadly uh, the earthquake, and my mother was born in 1909. She was a little girl living in, living in um, she was there in Gisborne, 
uh, I think at the time, but in Hastings, uh, the earthquake measured 8.6. That happened on uh, the 3rd of February in 1931, the deadly Hawke's Bay earthquake, when the earthquake measured six, measuring six, 7.8 on the Richter scale. It struck at 10.47 in the morning. Many buildings in central Napier and Hastings collapsed. Now, let's move across to the 4th of February. So this was um, just yesterday. Sunday, in 1975, the first woman to swim the Cook Strait, uh, American Lane Cox, swam from the North Island to the South Island in 12 hours, 7 minutes, the fourth person to do so. She battled heavy seas and strong winds. Also on this day, and some of us will remember, in 1985, the USS Buchanan refused entry to New Zealand. The New Zealand's Labour government refused the USS Buchanan entry because the United States would neither confirm nor deny that the warship had nuclear capabilities. And that was under the Longy government, wasn't it? Because they kicked out Muldoon at the election. Was it 1984, I think it was? Um, and my friend Dennis Hall interviewed him just six months before, and he did a sculpture. He did the full full sort of bust from that, uh, bust is sort of from the, I think from the, just below the, um, the chest down up to the head of Muldoon. And he sat there, I think, for, it was uh, five and a half hours uh, that he and he interviewed him, and it was recorded by Television New Zealand, and they refused to put it on because they said if we put that on, he would win the election because he was so good. And Dennis Hall was such a good interviewer while he was sculpting this person. And you know, he told me he'd never done he'd never done a big full size sculptor before, and it's absolutely fantastic. Now you can find that interview, and I must put it up. I'm going to put it up. I will put it up on. Um, on Facebook, and I'll do that today. I'll write it down now, so that I, where's my pen gone? Here it is. I'll write it down, and I'll put it up on Facebook. Liberty, uh, Liberty NZ on Facebook. I use Facebook because I, I don't understand Twitter. I don't know how, to, I don't know how, how, how to use it. It's just hopeless. So um, we're going to put Dennis Hall um, sculpturing, and we'll put it up on Facebook. Now, FB, I'll just put it there. I'll do it shorthand. <laughs> there we are. 22 minutes past seven, and so, and now, what happened on this day? Let's see. So that was the fourth, and now on this day, if you're having a birthday, happy birthday to you. Oh, I better go over and just check and see if there's been, someone said anything. No, see, the trouble is I can't do both. What I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to use uh, Fox, what is it? The Fox one. What's that one called? Firefox. And then I'll have to use Brave, and then I'll, oh gosh, I've gone and open Brave now. Uh, I might have to do it that way and have different ones. Then I can tab, alt-tab, I can do that and go from one to the next. That might be what I'll do. I'll get there. I'm learning. You know, we're all learning, aren't we? It's a learning experience. It's all very different different for me, giving it a go. So on the 5th, yeah, happy birthday, 1867, uh, the opening of the railway between Invercargill and Bluff. The 27-kilometre line between Invercargill and Bluff was the third public railway in New Zealand. Uh, Southland's railway amb- ambitions helped drive the province into bankruptcy, apparently. And until also in 1911, New Zealand's first controlled powered flight happened on this day. Pioneer aviator Vivian Walsh took to the skies over South Auckland for the first successful flight in New Zealand. And that was in 1911. And in 1994, the first big day out in New Zealand. That would just be a big piss up, wouldn't it? Is that Bible word again? Piss. <laughs> I can say, I can say, push. I can say, of course, I can. Piss, piss. What else do you say? Wee wees. <laughs> and the Americans, they say, oh, he was pissed at him. And they've got funny sayings over there, haven't they? Like they'll say, um, um, sit on your fanny. 
<laughs> which is your which is your backside. Sit your fanny down there, they'll say. And if we said that, fanny, because a fanny's like a woman's private part, isn't it? That's what we say here in New Zealand, you know, someone's fanny, and we don't talk, talk about it like that. Actually, it reminds me of a joke. I wonder if I can tell it. Is it a bit naughty? Is it naughty telling a joke? I'll tell it after this. Our 1994 first big day out in New Zealand, the big day out, uh, an Australian franchise based on the successful, looks like, Lopal. Oh, God, how do, I, how do I say that word? Lol. I suppose if I break it up into syllables, why don't they just put some spaces in it? That's what I do if I've got to read something out. And I, uh, Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza model. Oh, what the heck is that? I don't know. Well, I could Google it and find out what the Lola, uh, Lollapalooza looks like. Yeah. They're losers, all right. <laughs> and it's just like alternative hard rock, hip hop, and more recently, dance acts. They, they get in with a, this one day festival where everyone's under the influence of alcohol and drugs. And uh, so that's where you wouldn't want your kids going to that. Fortunately, none of mine have wanted to, as far as I know. They've turned out all right. I've got a 23-year-old, a 24-year-old now, just turned, and my daughter's having a birthday very soon, actually another week or two, which reminds me, I better do something about that. And um, she's expecting her first child, which is marvellous. And uh, I'm so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, being, she's 25, and that's coming up. And uh, it's all very exciting in the in the household there with her, with Reuben, Reuben and Gabriella, and uh, yes, so that's that's that model. And I was going to Google that, wasn't I? So then I'd know what the heck is that Lollapalooza? I wonder what that means. I probably can't even pronounce it properly because words are a mystery to me. Gosh, what's happened to my headphones? Sometimes if you stick, I don't wear headphones now. I just I just have those little um, what do you call it? Things that go on your phone, you know, just the little earplugs. And if you push them in too far, it sounds like you know. Uh, like you've got no hearing, like you've got a hearing aid on, it's all muffled. So um, now Lollapalooza, I'll just put that in and find out what the heck is that? Some kind of a festival. Um, here we go. Lollapalooza is, according to Wikipedia, it is uh, an annual American four dance Americans. A four-day music festival held in Great Park in Chicago. It originally started as a, a touring event in 1991, but several years later, Chicago became its permanent location. Music genres include alternative rock, heavy metal, punk rock, hip-hop, and electric dance. Lollapalooza has also featured visual arts and non-profit organisations and political organisations as well. They're getting in on the act, trying to get the young ones to vote. A festival held at Grant Park, oh, named after me. And there's an Edwards Air Force base as well. How about that? Um, Hosts an estimated 400,000 people each July. That's when they do it because they're summer over there, isn't it? And sells out annually. Lollapalooza is one of the largest music festivals in the world and one of the longest running in the United States. And it was conceived and created in 1991 as a farewell tour by Perry Farrell. He's a singer of the group James Addiction. Have you heard of them? I wonder what they sing, James Addiction. I could find, oh, I could find, should we have a listen? See what they sound like, why not? Let's do it. I'll see if I can find, put it on YouTube for you. It's 29 minutes past, 28, 28 past 7. And we're not getting much news. It's all bad news anyway. It's all propaganda, isn't it? And I said I was going to, we were going to have a listen to the, to the news uh, with Radio New Zealand, but I don't know, I don't know. Are we allowed to do that? I suppose it's public, isn't it? Um, Jane's Addiction, here we are. Oh, gosh, for some reason I've gone and copied the link, so I'll just put, I'll just put Jane's, oh, Jane's apostrophe, I suppose. 
Jane's apostrophe S, and uh, there we are. I'll type that in. I'm in, I'm over on YouTube, and we'll see. We'll hear some Jane's addiction. See what it sounds like. So this is a, a Vivo uh, Jane's addiction. Just because this is the name of the song, we'll have a listen. I'll have to switch it off. So if you're listening on Facebook, I'll have to turn that off because otherwise they ping me all the time. So I put it on. Uh, so if you're on Facebook, go over to either Twitter, go to Rumble, or just on one of the one of the, if you look in the description there, you'll see one of the um, uh, links to the stream. Most people. Most of our listeners uh, all over the world listen on the streams. So, okay, I'll just stop that video and I'll go back to the beginning of it. And, yeah, it'd be good if I could put it out. Oh, hang on. Um, so before I do that, because that even just a few seconds is enough to give me a strike. So I will go over. Now I've got to just go, oh, gosh, alt-delete, alt-delete, alt-tab, alt-tab. And then when you get there... And then you get nervous and you think, oh gosh. So I go there and I'm, I'm, I've got, I use this one called, um, oh, I can't see what it is now, stream, real stream or something. Um, oh, it looks a proper mess. Uh, so I'll just kill Facebook. Oh, hang on. Yeah, I've killed Facebook. So it's still on Twitter. Oh, there was one, it was, it was a one person. So you see what I mean? One person's accidentally found me. Um, so I've got to kill it before I can play anything. So let's, let's have a listen. I'll just give you a few seconds and we'll see what it, a few moments and see what this is Jane's addiction. Here we are. Is that loud enough? It's loud enough, isn't it? Put some good dancing. He got his Joe's hairy chest. Ghastly, isn't it? Absolutely ghastly. Like compared to the stuff we're playing here. I mean, I love country music, but no one did. Uh, they, I mean, the, all the listeners that I've got and now, I'll probably lose them. I, I noticed that I'm losing American and Canadians now because they love country music. I play a lot of that. Today's best country we had, and then I had to get Chris over in the UK who does all the voice work for me. And I got him to. I should probably just do it myself, but I, you know, no one wants to hear the same old voice. And you know, like I like to have, I might do some female ones as well. Get some nice, maybe some singing ones. It'd be good. Those singing jingles. Listen to the wireless. I don't know. Anyway, so um, now we were, what we were, yeah, we were looking about talking about this Lollapalooza thing, isn't it? And so yeah, that was him. So I guess he is he the farewell. Is he the singer? Um, Lollapalooza was conceived and created in '91 as the farewell tour. By Brian uh, Perry, rather. So where did Brian come from? <laughs> it just like, came into my mind. Perry Farrell. He's a singer of the group Jane's Addiction, which we just heard absolute rubbish from before. I mean, we have got some Maori shed music, which is just amazing. A friend of mine who is part Maori uh, put me onto the Maori shed music. If you go on Spotify and have a listen, it's fantastic. And so that's one of our playlists. So I'm going to be developing the best of the 70s all the way through to the noughties, which is, you know, 2000s. And, of course, now we're in 220s, aren't we? So I have to, uh, we, have to go, uh, we have to change it now. But I quite like that. Um, sort of a play on naughty, you naughty boy, you. And other people think, you know, you mean something really naughty. Some, no, no, I don't actually, but that's probably what they think. Um, you know, the best of the 70s, 80s, 90s, and the noughties. <laughs> I think it's funny. Um, I heard it somewhere before. Uh, it's not original. I think I heard it. So Australia, I think, uh, yeah. Uh, but I can't remember where. Uh, so the first Lollapalooza tour had a diverse collection of bands and it was a commercial success. And that's why they're all doing it. It's all the money, isn't it? Uh, so uh, it stopped in more than 20 cities in North America. In 2020, 
spin, S-P-I-N, rated the first Lollapalooza as the, uh, the best concert on a list of what they call the 35 greatest concerts of the year, of the th- last 35 years. That's in, in, in uh, speech marks there. Lollapalooza then ran annually until 1997 and was revived in 2003 from its inception through 1997 and its revival in 2003. The festival toured North America. In 2004, the organisers decided to expand the dates to, to two days per city. Yeah, because it's what enough. Poor ticket sales forced a 2004 tour to be cancelled. It's not doing so well now. And so uh, I'm, I'm reading that from wikipedia.org. I always like to give them a plug because, you know, you don't want to get into trouble. We don't want to upset anybody, do we? No, we can't do that. Now, what else are we going to do here? Uh, time is um, 27 minutes away from 8. Uh, gosh, it's going to be all over at 8. I've just gas-bagged all morning. We don't know. We haven't got a clue what we're doing. But... um. Well, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing, but um, I don't know where I'm going today. So the reason why we went to talk about the Lollapalooza, because on this day, 1994, we had the first big day out. There were all the kids going, get absolutely drunk, drunk as skunks, and uh, strip all the clothes off, and, you know, babies are conceived, and then obviously they go and have them murdered, don't they? They get the doctor to, to kill the baby in the womb. I mean, when is it okay to kill a baby in the womb? It's never okay. People say, oh, well, if the father is a rapist... So if my father was um, a bank robber, should I be held responsible for his wrongdoings? No. So why is the baby murdered for something the father has done? The baby is not the father. It's not even, it's not even, um, it's not sort of, it's its own human being. It's its own little person. And it's got a heartbeat. And you women, you kill them. You murder them. You have them killed. You take a hit out on them. You get the abortionist. That's what they are. To kill your baby, your living baby, in your womb. How can you do that? I think, I just can't imagine that I would do that. I would just say, gosh, that's my lot. I can't terminate it. But they've given us all this language. It's not terminated. It's murder. You've murdered a human being. You've committed one of the Ten Commandments. You're a murderer. Some of you multiple murderers. And then as soon as it's born, you're not allowed to smack it (laughs) when it's naughty. And yet you'll kill it before it's born. And you know what they're doing now? They have these um, terrible, um, terrible things. In fact, oh, I haven't got time. I've just rabbited on all morning. Sorry about that. Um... They have this partial, partial birth, where the whole body of the the whole baby comes out, and the head's still inside, the mother, and then they get the forceps, and they jab it into the back of the neck, into the into the brain, and give it a stir around, you know, a bit of a twist, and that kills the baby. Can you imagine that? You'd be screaming away inside the mother's way. Can you imagine it? They kill it, and then they pull it out, and that's not murder. It just shows you. Now, why do they do this? Why is it they just don't do it right away? And they say, no, when it's certain. Well, they sell the body parts. That's why. They're not talking about it. That's what they're doing. They're trading in body parts, stem cells, bits of bone, tissue. They keep it all, and they sell it. 
That's what's happening all over the world. Whether it's happening in New Zealand or not, I don't know. Probably is, and we don't know about it. 24 minutes away from 8. Terrible, isn't it? That's why. I was just trying to think, why is it they do that? Why don't they adopt them out? Why don't they push to have the child adopted? There's all these couples that can't have children that just want a baby. They have to go and spend money overseas. Terrible thing. Terrible. They sometimes, I think that um, U.S. dollars, some friends of ours that couldn't have a child, and they were Americans, and they, they, were, they said the going rate is $50,000 U.S., and that was back 10 years ago or more. And they ended up adopting. They were sailing all around the world, actually. And they, they found they've got this little little uh, black baby, that little child now, grown up, probably 15, probably a teenager. And uh, so they, they adopted that baby as their own. And, um, and, I, and, I, and they were yeah, marvellous. But why, why are we killing them? Why don't we just, you know, just have the baby and then adopt it out? But no, we murder them. Do you know our worst record so far? This, uh, and if it was back before we had a huge, um, what would you call it, population. We've uh, we've got fifty five. We've got five million people now in New Zealand, which is nothing, isn't it? But back when I was, you know, sort of in my twenties, we had three million. And in nineteen eighty five, I think it was somewhere around there. Uh, Might have been later than that. Our our record is something like eighteen thousand. And in, in New Zealand, eighteen thousand babies were murdered by their mothers and uh, and their mothers having taken hits out on them for what for your career uh, why? because the guy that you um, allowed to shag you uh, didn't want to hang around didn't want to know and how dare you Mr. Man? How dare you say is the baby mine and how dare you say will you better have an abortion? How dare you say that? You've gone and stuck your willy where you shouldn't have done. And you've got to, you've, you know, you're now responsible for a human being. But they don't, they don't see it this way. They just see it as cells, you know, just like an amoeba. They just look at it like, it, like it's afterbirth or something. And that's all, that, that's all it is. But it's not. You're murdering a child. Get that through your thick head. It is a child. And it is murder. And we've got to stop it. And why is it happening? We won't make a liar out of Jesus. For the love of money is the root of all evil. The mothers want a career. I know plenty of them. Oh, I can't even know how to spoil it. You know, and I, I even know mothers that have tried to talk their daughters into having an abortion. Mothers, shame on you, mother. What kind of a mother are you? That you would, you would incite murder. You're actually a party to murder. That's what you are. That's the way God looks at it. When he looks down, shakes his head. So that's, there we go. I don't know, how did you get onto that? The big day out. Oh, then you go on talking about that. Uh, well, let's skitter around. We'll go over to Radio New Zealand. We've got, got a little bit of time there. And uh, the latest is homes evacuated as firefighters battle the Canterbury blaze. Aircraft and fire crews are tackling large forest fires near the town of, looks like, Kerwee. I didn't even know such a place in Canterbury, but there is. Having a big fire there. Uh, yeah, nasty. And also, the government brace for confronting reception at Waitangi. Oh, that is today, isn't it? The scene was set over the weekend as opposition parties, iwi, which just means tribe, for people overseas that don't know what the heck iwi is, it's spelled I-W-I, 
uh, iwi leaders. I notice they do that with language. You know, they try, try to make out it means something else. Just mean, I just use that word. I just translate. Why don't you translate? You look, you're speaking in English here. The scene was set over the weekend as opposition parties, tribe leaders. That's what it should be. Why are you going to another language when you're speaking in English? If you want to talk and marry, uh, to Rayo, as you call it now, you used to be just marry like Russia. Russians speak Russia, uh, Russian, don't they? <laughs> Can't say Chinese, speak Chinese. They don't. They speak Cantonese and Mandarin. Not Cantonese. Is it Canton? Oh, I don't know. Mandarin, anyway. Um, so then why do you go over to an Al Maori and pop a Maori word in there? It's a bit like people talking about the Bible. They go, they, they go to, or oh, the Greek word says, you know. Well, why, we're, not, we're not reading from a Greek Bible, are we? We're not reading. We're reading English. So don't you believe that the words on the, on the page are actually, um, don't you believe those words? You believe the Greek? Is it the Greek? Oh, okay, we're going to read the Greek then, shall we? Oh, let's go and learn the Greek and we'll read that. Which is the final authority? So it's the same with this. They do it because there's a snaky thing. They're just snaking their way around and they're trying to hide the fact that these People, they want tribal rule. <laughs> That's what they want. So uh, opposition parties, tribe leaders, kingi tanga, which is, just means the king, a king movement. The Maori, he believes he's the king of the, all the Maoris. He's <laughs> the king. We've got one king. His name is King Charles III. He is the king of New Zealand. You ceded your sovereignty in 1840 on this day. 1840, everybody's signed up to it. And now you're all trying to pretend that the words on the page don't mean what they mean and different versions and all this, and the Maori version, you couldn't even speak and write English. Although, they, oh, oh, there were some people, Maori, that, that did actually speak very good English and could write very good. Uh, Tamihana, uh, Tamihana Taraparaha, the son of the, the cannibal Maori war chief, he could. He was a Christian too. He, he, he became a Christian through, um, I think it was one of the mission schools in Matamata, I think, or somewhere there, Taraparaha. Uh, Tommy Hana, very important to read his books. Um, anyway, it's just the king movement. But they, we, it's, we have one king, King Charles. We live in a constitutional monarchy. That's, that's what our country is. We are under the authority of the king. And his representative is the governor's general. When they, when, and they, when they sign, they're signing on behalf. That's why every law that's passed in our parliament has to be, have royal assent. And the governor general has to sign it. And it's as though the king or the queen, the king is signing it himself. And that's because that's what we are. People say, oh, no, it's not. It's a corporation. Well, it, it may be. It, it may be. It may be, you know, they've formed a company so they can trade internationally on an international. I don't use the word global because I don't believe the earth is a globe. I think it's flat. Flat as a pancake, just like the Bible says. It is uh, turned as a seal to the clay. You put a seal down, down on the clay or the wax. That's what it looks like from when God looks at us from up there, up above, in the northernest, in the, in the parts of the north, up above Polaris where God lives. And I was going to say, it's about 10,800 miles. My friend John McClone, McClone, I say his name wrong, um, he, McClone, he says, because he was a Navy navigator, the U.S. Navy navigator, that's the, you know, serious stuff. Um, he said that he's calculated that he thinks from Polaris down, uh, sorry, to the top of the firmament, which is what we're all encased in. We're all trapped here. We can't get off. They didn't go to the moon. They just fly around the upper parts of the terrarium. The sun and the moon, the Bible says, the sun and the moon and the stars are all in the terrarium. They're all in the firmament. And, and here we are. The birds fly in the firmament, but then right up high, 10,800 miles is what John McClone's calculated, that the, uh, that the end of that, that's, that's where it finishes. It has to be contained.